Thanks for tuning in to the December episode of the Unlockable Podcast. Hannah and I are wrapping the year up with a look back at how Nintendo did this year. We're going through big releases and events that happened this year. We'll be sharing our thoughts on the games that we played. We'll talk a little bit about the Game Awards with regards to Nintendo. And we'll be reading off some listener responses at the end. So yeah, we appreciate your support this year. Make sure to give us a good rating wherever you're listening to this and enjoy. Welcome back to the Unlockable Podcast. I'm Christian, and joining me as always is the Game Girl Advance SP herself. Howdy. Howdy, Hannah. You Howdy. freaking Texan. <laughs> um, welcome to December. How are you doing this this holiday season, my friend? Uh, totally great. School's over. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm super busy, but like in a good way. You know, I'm visiting my friends, my family, going to Colorado. Uh, for Christmas to hang out with my aunt, so that's very exciting. What about you? Yeah, I feel like you were really prepared for this question. <laughs> it's almost like you like, ask uh, me <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, I'm unprepared for the question. Uh, let's see what's going on with my life. I just went to hang out with some friends this past weekend to watch the Game Awards. It was a good time. Very uh, nice. Made a little trip out of it. Got some games at a game store and... Um, yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah i don't have a lot of plans for the christmas season i've uh, this new city that i'm living in is like a different part of houston i still live in houston obviously but um, (laughs) the city that's like 20 well (laughs) honestly it really is a different city but i don't want (laughs) to like throw out my exact location on the internet but yeah um they they do a whole lot of of events and so i actually have gone to a christmas parade and a freaking like tree lighting ceremony like they had a lot of stuff going on and um yeah i freaking love christmas and i'm happy to be getting in the festive mood here but um actual christmas day i don't know what's going on probably will spend some time with family but nothing too crazy just trying to i'm actually slacking big time on buying gifts right now so Dang, i need to get man. after that i've been prepared i've been shopping i shop all year long for people i'm like oh you say you want this got it wrote it down bam it's yours for christmas it's genius yeah. i've been shopping all year for myself <laughs> right well you're really good at that <laughs> treat yourself hannah speaking of buying for yourself what have you been buying lately Oh, boy. Okay, so we were talking about this, like, five minutes ago. But anyway, so on Mercari, I guess they were handing out coupons for, like, their Christmas. Like, oh, it's 12 Days of Giving or whatever. And supposedly, if you go and like video games or whatever, or, like, a game in the video game category, you might get selected to get a coupon. And I got a coupon. It was $15 off a purchase of $35 or more. So I went and I bought myself a game. Can you guess what it is? All right, so you told me it was about $23. Um, yes. So, I no, I cannot guess what it is. I'm guessing... I guess I am going to guess. Um, I, <laughs> it has to be a Switch game. And, and correct. Um, $15 off. It was around the $50 range, $40 range. Yep, yep. 
No, I don't know. Oh, come on. It was Dragon Quest Eleven for the Switch. You know, Hannah, I would have thought that you already had <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven for the Switch. No, I did not. That's when I've been having, like, I had on my wish list for, for a really, really, really long time. But I was like, I don't, I don't really want to spend 50, $55 on it, you know? So I waited and I waited and I offered the guy $35 because that was the limit. And he was like, nah, dog, 36 <laughs> And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Sold. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that one. The main reason I bought that one, though, is because Dragon Quest Treasures came out, which I believe follows the same characters, but like the younger version of which we'll talk about later because I read about it. But yeah, I'm excited. I have not yet played a Dragon Quest mainline um, game in the series. I played Dragon That's Quest right. Builders, you were course. You were really into Builders. I love Builders. It's so fun. You can build whatever you want. But yeah, I've never played a mainline game, so I'm very excited to play this one. I've played the demo because Nintendo Switch has the demo, so I think it'll carry over, but we'll see. But yeah, that's one of the things nice. I bought. Very excited. I also bought Live Alive or Live Alive, depending on how you say that one. Um, and then I f- forgot who it was. I think it was Target or it could have been Best Buy, but they had Near Automata on um, sale again. So I bought it when it came out for $40. But then they had it marked down for $20. And I was like, okay, I'll buy that one and then return the other one, which I did, of course. So now I got that one for $20. I also bought Crystar or Crystar, depending on. How you say that one? It's like a anime style kind of RPG-ish deal. Then I bought 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which I think we talked about. I might have talked about that one last time. And then... I know you and I have talked about it for sure. Yeah, I can't remember. Then I also bought Xeno Drifter, which is in a 2 game. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm-mm. And then I also bought a game called Hypnospace Outlaw. Which, if you're wondering, what the heck is that? It's a Switch game, and it was like $8 at Best Buy. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying that for sure. <laughs> I know nothing about it, but $8. It looked pretty cool. The cover art is like really like trippy, wonky, kind of like interesting. You're like, huh, okay, cool. So yeah, I bought that one. And that's it. I say that like that that's wasn't a lot, it. but that was it. <laughs> that's it. That's the most games you bought all year. I love it. I know. Well, thank gosh for those Black Friday and or... We want to get rid of stock clearance items. Hannah, I have something surprising to tell you. I bought Dragon Quest Eleven as well. <laughs> oh, nah. Yeah, I actually I just got it on PS4 um, at the game store that I was just talking about up near like Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, that's did crazy. You get, is it Dragon Quest Eleven S or just Dragon Quest Eleven? I'm pretty sure it's S. Wow, yeah, so the one on the Switch is also S. Cool, dude. We could play that one together, too. We totally could. You know, I thought the S, until I bought this, was for Switch this whole time. I thought it went like, hey, this is the Switch version. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't know what it is. It stands for Super. Or Special. <laughs> or something else. <laughs> <clears throat> well, as far as uh, Black Friday deals went, I got the Cowabunga Collection for xbox i think it was yeah it was twenty dollars and i wasn't planning to buy that game but i was like desperately trying to spend some money on black friday i was like looking at everything wario was posting on twitter i was looking (laughs) everywhere and i just didn't find a lot that i really cared about um but i got the cowabunga collection immediately played it when it came in and um 
yeah it's actually really well put together it's digital clips they do a great job on everything we'll talk more about them later um yeah so at the game store i ended up getting like three gamecube games i got uh, a wii title and they had this buy one get one free deal going on for all games ten dollars and under and so it was mm. dragon quest 11 was one and then i got banjo kazooie nuts and bolts on the xbox 360 so that was cool very nice hey buy um, one get one free is a bargain man dude i was like losing my mind i, I can't believe <laughs> i didn't spend more money buy one get one free is like unheard of <laughs> um but more importantly, Hannah, I got the freaking Grinch on the Game Boy Color, and I cannot wait to stream it next week. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but uh, the Grinch Monday, like the nineteenth or something. Yeah. What is Grinch. that like an action RPG? <laughs> <laughs> you go around in a top-down perspective, um, stealing all the gifts from the Who's in Whoville. Oh no! That and they can't fun. spot you. That's if they see you, you die or something. Bro, it's a stealth game. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's <laughs> like a awesome. Metal Gear Solid out here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's actually really fun. So it started with me looking for something Christmassy to buy because every year I'm like, man, I really want to post on Instagram some Christmas game. I see people posting like The Grinch on Dreamcast or like Rudolph's Shiny New Year on the Wii or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't have anything like that. And, um, so I started going down the rabbit hole of, like, Christmas games. So I bought the Grinch. I, you know what, it's, I, I bought it loose. I bought the box and I bought the manual. All three things from different sellers, okay? Wow. Two of them were on eBay. One of them was on Amazon. How absurd is that? So that I could save a few bucks. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Being a collector is hard. I probably saved five, maybe ten dollars, and it easily costs more than five or ten dollars on like gas and shipping <laughs> costs for <laughs> eBay nice. and Amazon. Worth um, it. I also bought Rudolph on the Nintendo DS. It was brand new and sealed for six dollars shipped, Hannah. I could not pass on it. Wow, are you gonna open it? <laughs> I might play it someday. I don't know. Not this year. <laughs> Six dollars. That's worth opening. Um, I got Puyo Puyo Tetris Two, Hannah. <gasps> On what? Xbox. Oh, is it crossplay? I doubt it. But hey, uh, I got it, and I'm really excited to play it. And I looked it up, and there's like 80 levels in like this story mode. I'm freaking excited. Oh, dude. I. <laughs> okay. Well, multiplayer is basically the same as the first. So if you have the first, you don't need to buy the second. Just okay, saying. I don't have the first. <laughs> oh, you don't have the first? No. Oh, well, then that's exciting for you, but I literally opened it up thinking it was going to be something completely different. It's not. It's literally the exact same thing, except for in the second one, you have, like, brackets. So it's like you face off against this opponent. If you win, you face off against this one and this one and this one, blah, 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 blah. You can set up, like, brackets, which I think is interesting, but everything else is exactly the same. That's cool. I mean, that's not cool, but, um, yeah. Not cool. But you played the campaign? Um, I did play the campaign, yes, on the first one. Not the second one. Oh, okay. Well, it was 750 shipped, and um, 
I mean, I'm no, I mean, it was like a cool one to pick up. I was very <laughs> surprised to see that it was that cheap, and I'm actually gonna rip it open and play it. I'm excited. I never, I've always wanted to play these games. They're very fun. I love it more than I love Puyo and Tetris separately. If that makes nice. sense. I was just super shocked to see that there was a freaking story mode. Oh yeah, man! You got You unlock characters. Um, I will go ahead and give you a warning that the characters' voices are super annoying, like so <laughs> annoying. I feel like but I could have predicted that. that. <laughs> yeah. So every time you make like a good move, or like you get a Tetris, or like you know you make a bunch of Puyos disappear, they're like, "Go get him!" or like, "Go team!" or like, <laughs> like space punch extra XL blah 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 blah. It's like. Thank, thank you. I needed that. Really needed that. But it like it gets really repetitive. Sweet. Thanks for the warning. Yeah, I know. I sold you on it, huh? <laughs> I got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, and I texted you about this a few days ago, and I was like, bro, look at this. It's dirt cheap. Everyone and their mom needs to buy it. And it uh, turns out you already had it. But anyways, this game comes with a freaking art book it's the anniversary edition it was ten dollars shipped i'm like what in the world how does everyone not own this um you didn't own it did you you said you were thinking about buying it yeah well i went back to the listing and it was forbid it wasn't like a buy now option yeah i know so i was like well dang it and it was like immediately after you it was like an hour after you sent that i looked at it and it was like bid only it's like well that sucks Obviously more expensive on Switch, but uh, whoever's listening out there, go buy this freaking game. It's cheap on all consoles. Heck yeah. And the last few here. I got Batman Vengeance on Game Boy Advance. I've been looking for this game for a long time for a decent price. Finally um, scored it. Happy about that. I got Pocket Bomberman Boxing Manual on the Game Boy Color. Always happy to add some Bomberman to the collection. Very nice. And... That's all I wrote down. I wrote more GameCube trash also. We're going to skip all the GameCube trash. <laughs> trash. Uh, talk to me about what you've been playing recently. Okay. Well, thanks to you, I now have Yee's 7, which is my seventh title in the Yee series, I think. I don't know. I have to count through. But yeah, Yee's 7 on the PSP, which means I had to dust off my freaking PSP. <laughs> and uh, the battery doesn't work, so that's nice. But I have been playing it. I've played it, I think, for four hours or so. I like it a lot. It's very much in the same um, kind of style as uh, Ark of Napishtim, or however you say that, which was on the PS2, which is obviously another PSP game, but it also went to the PS2. Um, Very similar art style. And this game actually introduces, like, kind of the typical RPG, like a uh, turn-based RPG one, where it's like this attack is effective against this one, or like this weapon is only effective against this kind of enemy, gotcha. or this one's got like a thick shell, so this one you have to use like a blunt object, blah, 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 blah. So that's the first game that's introduced anything like that. So it's it's different. They managed to mix it up a little bit, which I'm excited about. This came out after Ark? Um, you know, I don't know. I think I think Ark is considered eight in this series, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that one. Isn't there an Ease Eight on Switch? Oh my God, you're right. But <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I mean the eighth entry into the oh, series. Oh okay. I don't know. That's a good question. Dang it. 
Now I look stupid. <laughs> well, happy birthday. That was the birthday gift that you got this year. And uh, how was your birthday? Did you do anything? Uh, No, not a darn thing. It was a regular old Tuesday. I had a good old test, <laughs> so I could not do anything on the weekend. <laughs> so, no. Well, birthdays stop, birthday stop being excited after you like are 21. After that, it's like, yeah, good for you. Another year yeah, I guess I'm not really <laughs> excited to do things on my birthday. I'm more excited to receive things on my birthday. Same. <laughs> 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 uh, cool. Yeah, you have a nice little white PSP. That's like, I had no idea you even had that. Yeah, not only is it white, but it's like the sparkly one. So I don't know if that was like a special edition or if that was just how all the white ones came. I'm not sure, but yeah. I got it from like a Goodwill a gajillion years ago. We were literally talking like one or two episodes ago. It had to have been one episode ago about the PSP and you had mentioned something about like having to dust it off or something. <laughs> and I, I had already ordered your game by then. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. At least the charger works though. So I can play it if it's plugged in. But as soon as I unplug it, PSP is like, mm, nah, I'm dead. So yeah, as long crazy. as I'm within three feet of a, an outlet, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you've been playing? Nope, that's it. I have not played a wide variety of things. I played, I played the Cowboy Collection. <laughs> yeah, Two Point Campus is on the <laughs> list. I beat that game and I bought the DLC the moment they announced it. Um, wow. Started playing the DLC and it is just more of the same good stuff. New additions. Um, love it. I don't know how many DLCs I've bought in my life. That might be the first one. <laughs> Dude. Wow. Uh, I freaking love Two Point Campus. I've been playing Call of Duty. I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet, which we'll get into later. But, um, yeah, the Cowabunga Collection, like I said, really runs great. Runs the games great and um, looks fantastic on the modern screen. The... The, uh, I, the one I played so far was the first Game Boy title called Follow the Foot Clan. Um, it is not a great game, but it <laughs> runs great. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It, like, as far as, like, performance-wise and, like, how this game ran on the original Game Boy, pretty great, like, overall. But, like, the game itself, like, just what it is, can't fix that with a modern re-release. It's just not a great game. It's just boring. Right. Yeah. Wah, wah. Let's get into some news, Hannah. Okay. So, my first thing is, Microsoft has apparently entered a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo platforms. That is assuming that the merger between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard goes through. So, I guess eventually you'll be able to play your Call of Duty games on the Switch. Not sure how good they'll run, <laughs> or if it'll be like a cloud version, but maybe one day. Yeah, there's like some really weird legal stuff going on with that. No one knows what's going to happen, but I don't know. It'll I be very interesting to see. I thought it had already gone through, but I guess not. I don't know. That, that'd be weird. Situation would be weird. Um, Second thing is we have Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra DLC now in Minecraft. I don't play Minecraft, but I like Korra and uh, Air, or Avatar The Last Airbender, so I thought I'd mention it. Also, you, there's Avatar The Last Airbender DLC in Minecraft. I heard that right? That is correct. 
What is happening? Fortnite and Minecraft, man. Just all the licenses. Taking all of the licenses and just <clears throat> crapping all over them. I don't know. I'm sure it's probably good. I'm sure people enjoy that. It's a weird, weird crossover, though. Gotta say. I missed that headline. Yep. Next thing is Monster Hunter Rise is no longer going to be Switch exclusive. Exclusive. It is going to other consoles in Game Pass in January. So you get to play it again on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next thing is another Super Mario movie direct happened the other day, and it shows the first look at Peach's voice actress and Luigi's voice actor. So you get to hear them for the first time, which is interesting. They sound fine, exactly like they would in person, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Also, golf is now on Nintendo Switch Sports as of November 28th, so you can play it now. Oh, Mario yeah. Kart Booster Course Wave 3 came out on December 7th, so you can also play that now. I and got then, to play that this weekend. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Let's see. Sonic Frontier surpasses 2.5 million copies sold, which is surprising. I guess a lot of people are liking that one. Yeah. We'll talk more about that one later. Ooh, and then Final Fantasy <laughs> 1 through 6 Pixel Remasters have been rated for Nintendo Switch and PS4. So look forward oh, to those. that is fresh news. That is fresh. So look forward yeah, to Yeah, I might have to soon. pick that up. Uh, is that like one compilation, or you can buy them individually? I don't know. I assume it's just going to be digital only, and it's going to be you can buy whichever ones you want. But I'm sure Europe will get physical copies, so look forward to that. Mm. <laughs> or Japan. Japan will probably get a physical copy as well. I'm kind of interested yeah. in those classic uh, Final Fantasy games, but at the same time, I think I might just want to own the physical cartridges. Well, geez, they're, they've been out on, like, what, every console since they came out? So there's really no, there's really no excuse not to play them at this point. Is that what you got for news? That's all. I also wrote the Monster Hunter thing coming. I don't think it's coming to PS4, which is interesting to say the least. Um, yeah, if if this game would have been on Xbox, I mean, I guess I couldn't have played it with you if it were on Xbox, but I definitely would have had a better experience. Not that the game would have been better, but I think the online functionality would have been better. Um but that's no surprise with Nintendo. I just wanted to talk about a game that is going all over the place on social media today. It is called High on Life, and um, I'm extremely excited to play this game. Have you heard of this, Hannah? I have no idea what you're talking about now. You, of all people, it is literally <laughs> a brand new game from Justin Roiland. Oh! Nope, Still no not idea, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> not ringing a bell uh so it came out today i think or i don't know it, it's on game pass i don't know what consoles it's on actually it might be xbox and pc exclusive but whatever it looks like this really fun just like alien world freaking first person shooter and justin roiland is like this freaking he's he's the gun and the gun talks to you through the game and it just looks freaking hilarious uh, and the gameplay itself looks great. I'm, I'm excited to give it a shot. I will have to let y'all know in January. Yeah, why have I never heard of this? It's a good question. 
Dang it. <clears throat> I think that's all we got, Hannah. What are we talking about today? We are doing our annual year in review episode. And plus game is awards. It, is it annual? Well, we did it last year. We do year. this every year? Well, okay, you know what? It's a this year starting this year annual tradition. <laughs> It wasn't like a quiz. Oh, actually, it was a quiz. I don't know what we did the first December. I think we did winter-themed games or levels. Oh, shoot. You're right. Well, thanks for making me look stupid. Okay, so it's a two <laughs> and it's our two-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about 2022, all the big releases that came out, what we think about them, what other people thought about them. And yeah, we're just basically going to go month by month. We're going to alternate and talk about some of the big things that happened. Good stuff, and we're exclusively talking about Nintendo here. We are going to just kind of like review it all and and give our thoughts on the year, talk about the games that we've played. Uh, we're going to talk about games that didn't end up releasing in 2022 because the developers lied to us originally. Um, we got some listener responses to go through at the end here, but... Uh, yeah, do you have any delayed games you wanted to bring up here? See, um, I kind of just have those intermingled into my months, but um, hmm. I see now that that was its own point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote a few down. I guess we can just wait, or I don't know. I don't want to no, talk about ahead. the go ones ahead, that Sam. you're going to talk about. All right, all right. So I wrote a few down here. Oxen Free 2, Lost Signals, did that ever come out? Uh, I don't believe so, no. I also don't believe so. Hogwarts Legacy, there was actually an update about this one today or yesterday. Um, basically, February is the PS5 Xbox launch, and then a few months later, the Switch release is going to come out. Which, you know, if the game's not ready, fine. I think that's a good choice. Don't release something that's garbage with a day yeah, one patch. Nobody likes that. I, I am just now watching I the Harry Potter films for the first time in my life. Dude, you are like 25 years behind, my friend. I, uh, my roommates are obsessed. They've read the book countless times, love the movies, and they are forcing it on me. But, you know, I'm not against it or anything. First two movies have been good so far. It's great. It only gets better. I promise. That's what I hear. That's exactly what I'm told. Um, Metal Slug Tactics got delayed. That's like this, uh... Actually, I don't have to describe it. It's literally in the name. It's a tactical RPG, I guess, that's coming from the Metal Slug uh, world. And then we have The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I guess that was, like, theoretically <laughs> coming out this year. But I don't know if it was ever really coming out this year. No. Well, people still thought it was going to come out in 2021. They're like, yeah, Nintendo's going to surprise us. And then people are like, oh, it's going to come out on the five-year anniversary. And it's like, mm, nope, psych. <laughs> So we got nope. Advance Wars one and two, which who knows when that's coming out, and then yeah, uh, still doesn't have a release date. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk was also a hyped up indie game that has been pushed back to 2023. It's the game that looks like uh, Jet Set Radio. Yep, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, games that did not release in 2022. That's it for those for me. Um, we can we can move into the monthly breakdown if you want. All right, start us off. January. I am starting us off. It's usually you, so this will be interesting. Uh, I hope Take I can it away. 
fulfill your your foot your your shoes here. I don't. This is not working. This act, this <laughs> analogy I'm trying to make. Let's get into January. We had a great start to the year for Nintendo. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, released on January 28th. Obviously, it was a Nintendo exclusive title. I was very excited for this game, and it did not disappoint. It is probably, spoiler alert for the end of the podcast, my game of the year for 2022. <gasps> no! You're supposed to say that at the end. <laughs> okay. No, people are going to click um, off. <laughs> um, truly, this game was, like, story-driven, and it was cool. It was, like, open-world as heck. It was a real prequel to Diamond and Pearl, um, like... 100 plus side missions it was it was a really unique pokemon experience and you know you could freaking get a pokemon without having to go into a battle you could catch pokemon and um, that was awesome seven and eights across the board 13.9 million units sold as of november of this year it was clearly a success um yeah how, how did you enjoy this game um, I enjoyed it a lot, but for me, Pokemon games get super repetitive, and I think that this one did a better job of that, considering that you don't have to battle every Pokemon that you want to catch. Um, but as of now, I still haven't beaten it. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I need to go ahead and finish this right now, kind of thing. Because it just got so repetitive, it was over and over and over again. I had to go back and get more berries and blah, 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 blah. Um, or more Pokeballs or whatever. I don't know. I liked it, but it's, it was not my game of the year. Spoiler alert. But I'll <laughs> save mine till the end. The story wasn't anything crazy. I mean, they're never anything crazy in Pokemon games, in my opinion. Um, I do think that, like, I, I'm not a big story guy when I play games. The gameplay is what matters to me, and they killed it with that. Graphically, it was tragic, as usual, but... <laughs> I also don't give a dang. Like, <laughs> we can talk more about Pokemon when we get to the November category here, month. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people people are going to keep trashing these games for graphics forever until they finally fix it. And um, whatever, more power to you. But, yeah, love me some Pokemon Legends Arceus. I thought that, uh, well, I don't want to talk about Scarlet and Violet yet. But I thought that this was going to be, like, the the way all Pokemon games were, kind of, but that's not really the case. I don't know why I thought that. I'm sure they never, like, announced that, but that's just kind of what I thought was going to happen. Well, I'm Um, curious to see if they do, if they make, like, Legends its own kind of series, and they make another one. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, I'm down for that. And then they have, like, two sort of like you know you've got your two version type games that come out every year and then you've also got your, not every year but and then you've got your pokemon legend stuff that comes out between those like that would be pretty awesome actually i'd be down and then for the that. remakes because they can't help it and they like money <laughs> they're gonna run out of remakes they're gonna have to remake the remakes oh wait they already did they already did that <laughs> Uh, that's it for January. There were no, like, Nintendo Directs this month. There were no new Nintendo Switch Online games. So we're moving into February. Which is, though, kind of surprising, because usually Nintendo does have a big Direct in January. Mm. But they didn't, and they waited until February 9th for the Nintendo Direct. And it was a freaking big one, dude. 
So it was obviously it starts off the year, so they got to make it big. But the first thing that was announced was Fire Emblem Three Hopes. You remember that game? Oh my gosh, that was announced this year. That was announced this year. So there was a Fire Emblem remake rumored. I think we talked about this before, but everyone was thinking that it was going to be like Path of Radiance or Radiant Dawn, uh, which are the hecka expensive ones on the GameCube and the Wii. But um, because the, because this one has like older characters from those games, so I think my theory is that someone saw those characters in the game and they're like, oh, obviously it's a remake. But nope, it's like one of those ones where they, I don't know, the universe gets all mixed up. And the older characters come into it. So we'll see. And then the next one, which I think you already mentioned was Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, was supposed to come out on April 8th of this year. But then it was also supposed to come out last year. So who knows? This is like, these things you're saying right now feel so long ago. I can't believe this is this year. (laughs) I know, right? It is crazy. So then the next one is No Man's Sky port which was one of the episodes way way back when that was like one of the first couple months we started doing this podcast is i we made a top 10 list of like the ports that we want brought over to the switch and this is one of them and it's finally here like three years later did you even buy it no (laughs) (laughs) they waited too long (laughs) i know well now i'm not interested anymore no that's not true (laughs) um i'll wait for like a price drop it's like 60 dollars right now i don't want it that badly then the next thing, Mario Strikers Battle League. We got some more footage of Splatoon 3. It wasn't announced yet, but we got more footage. Specifically, the Salmon Run. Everyone was worried about that. Then we got Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition. You remember that one? Yeah, that was a cool one. Then Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It wasn't announced, we just got new footage. They showed off the footage of Kirby sucking in that car and that real abandoned building, and everyone like lost their minds. Carby. Awesome. <laughs> Garvey. Um, then the next thing we have is Kingdom Hearts 3 game collection announced. But Square Enix being Square Enix, they're just cloud versions. So that's great. And they also apparently don't run very well. So that's nice. Then nice. we have the Clonoa, I think that's how you say that, Clonoa Fantasy Reverie series announced. Along very with the nice. Portal Companion Collection. And then... Live Alive was also announced, or Live Alive. There was a lot of announcements in this, and it was like, bang, 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 bang. That was a packed freaking direct. Oh, there's still more. So then, (laughs) Triangle Strategy announced. Nintendo Switch Sports announced. Cuphead the Delicious Last Course. And then, a big banger, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings for Nintendo Switch Online. We also got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass announced, which features like legacy Mario Kart titles. We talked about this a bunch. But it announced that four ways will be coming. The third one just came out for $25 or included in Tennis Switch Online. You know what I didn't know about it is there's actually new maps included. I thought they were all legacy maps, but I was playing it this weekend and I visited my friends. And yeah, there's completely new maps in there, which is awesome. Oh. I didn't know that either. Well, there you go. And then, can you guess what ended the direct? Tears. No, wrong. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was announced. Oh. All the way back in February. What Um, a year. I know. It was a banging year. 
So then the only notable release I have for this one is a game called Monarch. I think I've talked about this before. It's like an old school kind of RPG. It's turn-based. It, it's very anime style, kind of art style, and it takes place in like a school. It's got an interesting story. I think I've talked about it a little bit. I bought it and I played it for like an hour and a half. Um, it's all right. It's not my favorite game, but I'll probably finish it at some point. Then... The next one we have on February 24th is Nintendo Acquired SRD, which stands for System Research and Development. Uh, they were founded in 1979 and have worked with Nintendo since the Famicom. They aren't technically, like at this point, they weren't technically owned by Nintendo when they were created, but they were so like heavily integrated with Nintendo, which has kind of made sense for Nintendo to acquire them. They've worked on every Nintendo console to date and have even worked on games like Legends of Zelda, um, Animal Crossing, Super Mario Bros, Splatoon, like, literally all of them. <laughs> and their office in Kyoto is actually in the Nintendo Development Center. <laughs> so it's like they were already a part of it, but they were never, like, officially owned by Nintendo. And now they are. Must have just Weird. been, like, a legal thing they wanted to clear up. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But yep, Nintendo's got them now. Then on February 27th, we had a Pokemon Presents. So then, I already said Nintendo Switch uh, Online got Earthbound, Earthbound Beginnings on February 9th, but it also got Super Metroid SP. So special, whatever that means. You said it's like a remix of the game? Something like that, yeah. And then on February 25th, they also released The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Very cool, very like, uh, long-awaited for the fans, for sure. I know, People we got thinking that. Uh, People thinking that we're getting Ocarina Majora like physically, I don't know, on the Switch. I think you should move on with that. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, we might get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. For sure. Yeah, very possible. Yep, that's it. <clears throat> March was... Uh, okay, so you said they announced Triangle Strategy in February. Maybe... Maybe they didn't announce it. I don't know. But the game came out March 4th, which is pretty cool. Uh, a few days before my birthday. It was like a long-awaited Square Enix game for many people. Yeah, so they probably didn't release it in February. Uh, I mean, announce it in February, but I know what you meant. That's very possible. Um, pretty big announcement from 2021. It is like a turn-based tactical RPG. It's got that same pixel 2D HD graphics that... Uh, Octopath Traveler had uh, Switch exclusive at launch came to PC just a couple months ago in October was co-developed by Art Dink and Square Enix and Tomoya Tomoya Asano produced the game say, um, same guy that did Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler and the game got an 8 on IGN, 83% on Metacritic, sold a million copies worldwide in the first two weeks. Uh, brand new IP for Square Enix, I'd say it did pretty solid. Pretty great start to the year for Square. Very nice. You didn't play Triangle Strategy or pick it up? <laughs> no. All right. I think I really would like to play these games that they've been making for Switch. I would like to play Octopath and Triangle Strategy and another game that we'll talk about in a little bit. Did you play the demo? <clears throat> I don't play demos. Oh. 
Well, never mind. I don't know why. I, it sounded like I was like against them. I, I just don't ever think about playing demos. That's what I, I don't meant. play demos. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, Rune Factory 5, the first Rune Factory game to release since 2014. This game released on March 22nd, developed by Hakama. PC game what? as well as a Switch game and actually released way back in May of 2021 in Japan. I'm not sure what the holdup was here. Um, by March of 2022, this game had sold 500,000 copies worldwide. Not bad. And yeah, sixes and sevens across the board. Kind of bad. Kind of decent, I guess. Um, from what I read, it is a pretty basic simulation, Harvest Moon style game. Nothing new was brought to the table. It's just a good farming game. Very nice. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, you might have heard of this one. Uh, March 25th was the release date, developed by none other than HAL Labs. Definitely one of my favorites of the year. I like to think of it as the Mario 3D world of Kirby games. It's basically <laughs> going from point A to point B, getting to the end of the stage, moving from level to level via a hub world, but at the same time, it's 3D instead of 2D. Same thing and as Mario 3D World. So darn cute. What a great game. It was very fun. It was it was like a it's a ni nice break from all the RPGs that I've been playing. It's just fun. The world looked beautiful also. Everything yeah, was, was just gorgeous. so cool to look at. It was gorgeous. The game was a blast. I have not played 2D co-op yet, but I would like to replay the game with someone. I think that would be a blast. Very nice. Um, Technically the first mainline game to be in full 3D. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, if you care even the slightest bit about Kirby, we have a very long History of Kirby episode from back in March, I believe. You can check that out. Yes, we do. I was very proud of that episode. Go watch it. It's very fun. Heck yeah. Mostly 9s out of 10s across the board for this one. So good freaking job, HAL Labs. Great job on this Kirby title. Um... Yeah, it was a great game. 5.27 million copies sold worldwide as of wow. September. It is the best-selling Kirby game ever and the 24th best-selling Switch game. Uh, voted best family game of 2022 in Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards last this month. Yeah, last week. Yeah, literally so. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Hal Labs. Great job, um, Kirby. That was that was a great game. It doesn't feel like it was this year, probably just because Kirby games aren't super long, and I probably finished it in March. But loved it, loved every Heck minute yeah. of it. I love that game too. It was very fun. That's it for March. Uh, let's get into April, Hannah. All right. So April notable releases we have on April fifth: Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. This reviewed very well. It's got lots of 7s, lots of 8s. A lot of Star Wars fans were super excited about it because they said you could tell that the developers put a lot of love into it and um, they really knew about like the Star Wars because, I mean, Star Wars fans are freaking... They're great, but they're really detail-oriented and they like their stuff to be right. So they were very excited about how much detail they put into it. Um, you were saying that it fits right at home on Nintendo Switch, specifically. Well, I mean, Nintendo has a lot of lego games in general yeah i feel like they release on every platform so um i'm looking forward to trying that one out i haven't played it yet didn't feel like a 70 dollar release to me 
<laughs> yeah, for real. Did you have you watched Star Wars? Are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, I've watched most of them. Oh, well, look at that. All right. Next we have on April twelfth, Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim, which is one of the games that I picked up. It is a combination between side-scrolling adventure and real-time strategy. Uh, mostly the battles are real-time strategy, obviously. So it's about 13 high school students in a fictionalized 1980s Japan who are somehow dragged into a futuristic war between mechas and kaiju, which is like, I don't know, big giant monsters like uh, Godzilla. So interesting stuff. Um, the story is non-linear, meaning it doesn't follow any chronological order, which means like you're playing at one point and then further down to the story you're like oh but like th three weeks ago this happened or like something in the future is going to happen and this is the events that lead up to it which i love that kind of storytelling because it leaves a lot of room for like mystery and like oh my gosh what is happening who are these people why are they here one second and gone the next stuff like that so that really interested me um the style is also very anime or like japanese-ish so that's really fun it's a port uh from the ps4 originally came out in 2019 in japan and everywhere else in 2020 so it is a port of that game. Uh, it sits pretty high, about an 88 on Metacritic. Um, and it's a Sega Atlas game. So I'm hoping the value goes up in the future, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that one looks cool. The next one we have is on April 29th. Nintendo Switch Sports, or the Wii Sports successor. Uh, contains several sports including tennis, bowling, sword play, woo, Soccer or football, depending on where you are. Volleyball and badminton and golf, like I said in the news, which just announces a free update. Um, mixed or average reviews. A lot of people um, lost their freaking minds because they thought that Miis weren't in the game. Because when they first <laughs> showed it off, it was like the more realistic uh, looking characters, which I learned are called sports mates. Which I don't know how I feel about that one, but they're, they're more like Yikes. realistic <laughs> kind of people. <laughs> but there are Miis in the game, so don't you fret. You can make your me. If you want. Uh, the game released... It was packaged with like the leg strap that came from um, Ring Fit Adventure. So you could use your legs for the soccer or football games. So yeah. You haven't played this one, have you? I have only played it for maybe 20 minutes at a friend's place. Um, yeah, I, I want to play it. I want to own it. I think it's kind of crazy that they went with like a big box with a leg strap included for like one game. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of weird, but um, I'm sure it's a blast. I'm sure bowling's great. I'm sure everything plays great, but I haven't had the chance to really play it myself. Yeah. And then there were no notable directs or events, but there was Nintendo Switch games, which would be on April 15th, Mario Golf, everyone's favorite golf game. And April 21st, we had some Sega Genesis games, which were Shining Force 2, Sonic Spinball, and Space Harrier 2 which I have no idea what that is. It's like a shmup where you go into the screen. It's like some kid riding around on a jetpack, I think. Awesome. Now I gotta make sure I'm right before I freaking <laughs> sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's okay, I've already sounded like an idiot like eight times today. <laughs> please tell me. Can I get some Google images, please? All right, we're good. You're right? Okay, we'll keep this part in. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for April. Alright, moving into May. I only have one game written down. It's a compilation of old games. It's called Pretty Presents Niz Classics Volume 2. What? Believe it or not, there is a Volume 1 and a 3. I had no idea. Oh. 
May 10th, this game released, features two RPGs, Makai Kingdom. It was a PS2 and PSP game, and this is actually based mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. PSP version, which was a Japanese exclusive. Oh, I didn't know that. From what I've read, I think the PS2 game was released in North America, but could be yes, wrong. Yes, it is. The other nope, game, I have okay. it on my shelf. Nice. The other game, ZHP Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man. I can't get over how great that name is. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's definitely some, released... that's definitely some bad translation. It's <laughs> great. I don't know. It could just be like purposefully like stupid. Yeah, I guess I, I wouldn't know. put that past anybody. <laughs> Originally released on PSP as well. This one actually did come out in the U.S. Um, yeah, I would like to have this. This is the kind of crap I like to own. And I don't know anything about the gameplay. But I did look into it. The guy, the the review that I read, um, a couple of reviews actually, said that the games haven't really had any updates to them from their original versions. So pretty much straight ports. There's no autosave, no speed up option, no difficulty levels. They're mostly just ports. Um, wow. 74% on Metacritic, 7 out of 10 on Nintendo Life. So pretty good. I think we need to right. like normalize that 7 is like not actually bad as, as people like to think it is on the internet. But 7's pretty good. I'd play 7. <laughs> I've played tons of 7s over the years. <laughs> Uh, that's it for games. There was an event, the Indie World Showcase from May. We had some announcements for games such as Cult of the Lamb, Cursed to Golf, Omori, heard good things about that one in the Discord, mm-hmm. and Undying. Hmm. And, yeah, you haven't played any of those, have you? Nope. <laughs> I like me some golf. Cursed to Golf looks fun. Um, I've watched a stream of Cult of the Lamb. Shout out to Daily Beating. Pretty cool. Very nice. NSO games. We had Pinball join us for the NES. We had Rival Turf and Congo's Caper, both on the Super Nintendo. And a cult classic, a Hannah Montana favorite here. Kirby and the Crystal Shards came to Nintendo oh, 64. yeah. Dude, Crystal Shards is so good. I need it. I need it's it on so my fun. shelf. It's so fun. Take us into the month of June. June! Things are heating up in the game world and in Florida (laughs) and Texas. (laughs) So notable releases. We have June 10th. Mario Strikers Battle League. Woohoo! So about... You've played this one, obviously, right? Yeah. It was pretty good, but it was also (laughs) disappointing. Okay, well... (laughs) Ratings are about 7 or 8 out of 10, or a 73 on Metacritic, so pretty average. Reviews said the game was fine, but didn't, like, reinvent the wheel. The game seemed a little lackluster. Um, Well, some were really easy. Some of the games were hard with motion controls. I don't know. I've never played the game. We didn't mention it in the news, but there's the final update got announced today or yesterday. Oh. Nope, didn't know that. it's uh it's the third free update you get freaking bowser jr and some other character um yeah i guess i'll talk about it real quick the game was like good if you're playing offline it's a great game it's a blast but as soon as you get online i I probably played no joke 50 hours online and 
and what I'm about to say is a little contradictory, but it's not very good. It's just <laughs> garbage Nintendo servers, and you sit there waiting to get into a lobby for a long time, probably because no one wants to play this game. Um, and when you do finally get into a server, there is a very high possibility that there is going to be some freaking lag, and there's nothing you can do about it. It has nothing to do with having an Ethernet plugged into your Switch. It's just the way it is. And I really like this game, but they could have they could have done what they do for Splatoon. Whatever they do to make that game run great, I wish they would have done it here because it's it suffers a lot. At this point, I don't see why they don't. Splatoon runs so great. It does. I mean, like, I wouldn't say flawless, I'm not saying that, but, I mean, really, really, really well. I don't know what goes into that. Like, I don't know much about the science behind it or whatever, the technology that goes into it, but I assume they aren't putting the money into it, and that's that's the biggest <laughs> issue. Uh, well, what Big do you disappointment. Know? So, this game came out in Japan, the U.S., obviously, Mexico, Korea, Brazil, Europe, Australia, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. I don't know why that was a thing on the Wikipedia, but I was like, heck yeah, write that one down. (laughs) (laughs) So, in European countries, the game is called Mario Strikers Battle League Football, because, you know, you gotta add that extra football in there, just make sure everyone knows. But in China, this is great. The game is called Mario Fierce Battle Strikers Battle League Match. (laughs) <laughs> not battle being in there twice yeah so i assume this is just like a bad translation like it doesn't really translate to english but i thought the english translation translation was hilarious <laughs> mario fierce battle strikers battle league match heck yeah what a wordy <laughs> title so some fun facts in the overview trailer purple yoshi makes an appearance as part of the purple colored team but does not show up in the final game. He is actually replaced with Blue Yoshi. Do you know that? I did not know that. This is the first Mario Strikers game where almost all of the voice lines are reused from other Mario games rather than being re-recorded specifically for this game. Bro, they spent no money on this game. Yeah. They cut correct. all corners. <laughs> so, next we have on June 24th, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. So they have three houses and then three hopes. It's very confusing (laughs) to get right. So this game takes place in the three houses universe. The events of this game happen before the events of three houses. It uses the same characters from the mainline three houses game, but I'm not sure if it's actually considered canon, much like um, Age of Calamity for the Legend of Zelda series is technically not canon. Um, But, you know, who knows? Fun game anyway. Uh, So the gameplay is classic warrior style. You know, the hack and slash, you go to different places, you beat different enemies, it's like one giant big old war, you're literally just smashing the A button or the X button, blah blah blah. We all know that. Same old, same old. So the game reviewed fairly well. Is it not well. a tactical RPG? No, it is not. Oh. Well, we all, we, apparently we don't all know that, Hannah. It's a Warriors game. Oh. Does it have Warriors in the title? Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes? I just thought yeah. it was Fire Emblem Three Hopes. I was all confused. Fair See, enough. it's confusing. So Three Houses is the, <laughs> is the regular main Oh. And then this is Three Hopes. See, they really, they really done messed up <laughs> with this naming. But anyway, yeah, 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 this is a Warriors game. So hack and slash kind of style. 
Uh, the game reviewed fairly well, usually around an 8. Has about an 81 on Metacritic, so, you know, pretty average. Uh, most critics said that it was a major improvement over the first Fire Emblem Warriors, which came out, I believe, in 2017. I don't know if anyone liked that one. But the game ran a little bit better than that one. There was fast travel. It seemed a little more polished. Like, they put a little more effort into it, so that's nice. I assume it's more like an upgrade from the first Hyrule Warriors to the second Hyrule Warriors. I did not enjoy the first one, but Age of Calamity was just so amazing. I love that game. I feel like 81 is a little bit better than average, Hannah. I just gotta throw that out there. Well. Yeah. So it's it's an upgrade from the other one. But I mean, it's not, it wasn't like reinventing the wheel or anything. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is the, you have to play this game. It's just like, yeah, if you like Fire Emblem and you like the warrior style, yeah, play that one. Then the last one on June 24th, we have Pocky and Rocky Reshined. I literally almost said Pokey again. Pocky and Rocky Reshined. Reshined. And it's a top-down shooter. I'm sure you can talk about this a little more. It's an expanded remake of the original 1992-1993 SNES game Pocky and Rocky. Developed by Tango Project and published by Natsume Atari. Yep, great game. Um, would recommend if you're into top-down shooters. It was a great little uh, revisit of the series since we haven't had a game since the Game Boy Advance, I believe. So that was cool. Um, Very nice. Yeah, it was a good game. It was kind of challenging, and it was it was worth the money. I think it was like a thirty-dollar game. So. Bargain. Good game. Heck yeah. So then next we have events and directs. So on June 22nd, we had the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 direct. It was a 25-minute direct. It showed off a cinematic trailer, introduced you more to like the main characters, uh, some of the game mechanics like leveling up and like how to equip items and, um, you know, just all the good stuff in RPGs. I tried not to watch it because I didn't want to get spoiled on anything. When I go into these games, I like to not know anything. But Nintendo has such a bad freaking reputation of, like, spoiling things right in the trailer. So I, tr- I tried mm-hmm. so hard not to watch this one. So I watched, like, the first five minutes of, like, the cinematic trailer, and then I left. I was like, I'm out. I don't want to watch anymore. I want to be a surprise. <laughs> then we got a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase on June 28th. It was a 26-minute Direct about, you know, Nintendo's partners, blah, blah, blah. Not necessarily small games, but not necessarily, like, first-party Nintendo games. This is where we were introduced to Harvestella, which is, we've talked about this a bunch, it's the Square Enix kind of like farmer sim slash RPG, which I think is really fun, and I think I might actually play that one at one point, but we'll see. Then we got Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable, all announced. And then Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, we got to see Live Alive again, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC. Then we got Near Automata, the end of Your Hot Edition, was announced. Dragon Quest Tre- Treasures was also announced. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection and Super Bomberman R2. So it was a pretty big direct. Everyone was like, oh, it's just going to be like a indie direct. Nothing's really going to be showcased. But I thought I would say it's pretty good. Not bad. Pretty exciting. Then we had a lot of Nintendo Switch games on June 19th. Psych, on June 9th, we had Kirby Superstar SP, Kirby's Dream Course SP, and Kirby's Dream Land 3 SP, all specials. 
Then on June 24th, we got a Nintendo 64 game, Pokemon Snap. Everyone was very excited about that one. Then June 30th, we got Comic Zone, Mega Man The Wily Wars, Target Earth, and Zero Wing, which are all Sega Genesis titles. Wow, I did not know Mega Man The Wily Wars was on there. That's pretty neat. Yep. Now you gotta buy it. You gotta buy the expansion pack. <laughs> Moving into the second half of the year, July. We have Live Alive came out on July 22nd. This is a remaster of a 1994 Squaresoft title that was only released in Japan for the Super Famicom. Mm -hmm. It was published by Square in Japan, obviously. And um, in Japan, it was published by Square, but everywhere else, it was published by Nintendo. It is a Switch exclusive. Uh, director Takashi Tokata said that multiple attempts at a remake or a remaster fell through over the years, but when he became a member of the Octopath Traveler team, he was inspired by the HD2D art style, which led him to get this game going for real. So, like I mentioned previously, there is this really nice art style that I think everyone loves that's going on with the Square RPGs on the Switch. You've got your Triangle Strategy and your Octopath Traveler and now Live Alive and Octopath 2 is coming out. They are, they're doing really well with this art style. Um, this is a turn-based RPG where you take the role of eight different characters across nine different scenarios. Um, eight of the scenarios represent like different time periods. You got your prehistory, present day, near future, distant future, stuff like that. Um, this one looks really cool. I have been sort of playing through the 16-bit era RPGs slowly and I definitely didn't know about this game before the remaster or whatever the remake so um, this one looks fun and I would like to play it actually it sold 500,000 units worldwide as of September it was a huge success over the original which apparently only sold 270,000 like period in its lifetime Oh boy! back in the Super Famicom days so that's cool Cool. Got an 81 on Metacritic. So, great job, Square, on that one. That's pretty average. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Digimon Survive came out in a week after Live Alive. It is, as Wikipedia says, a visual novel with tactical RPG elements. Whatever the heck that means. Um... <laughs> It was announced in 2018 and was planned to have a pretty small budget with a small studio compared to previous Digimon games, but the producers scrapped the project and restarted it from a different engine with a larger budget. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. It took this game close to five years to finally come out. It was developed by Hyde, published by Bandai Namco, as are all Digimon games. COVID delayed the game from its planned 2019 release date, um, and that's why you're not seeing it until December, I mean, wow, <laughs> July of 2022. <laughs> Came out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and PC, but no PS5 or Xbox Series X, which is very interesting to me. Um, I don't actually know if the PS5 is, like, capable of playing PS4 discs, so it's very interesting that this game would only release on previous-gen consoles, uh, well, they probably made it for that one, and they're like, yep, we're not porting it over. We've already spent enough How money, we'll just leave it. How hard could it be? Yeah. I don't know. 
500,000 units sold worldwide as of this month. This includes the very, very, very low price drops that we saw around Black Friday. I think this game was $10 last month. Um, you didn't pick it up when it was on sale? I tried to, but I think it sold out. Yeah, that but I think I, I think on Switch it was like $17 or something. Oh, okay. Gotta have that Switch tax. <laughs> Reviews ranged from the 6 all the way to the 8, so... Pretty average. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Xenoblade 3 was not pretty average. Uh, came out the exact same day as Digimon Survive. Or I should say, Digimon came out the same day as Xenoblade. <laughs> I know. How unfortunate. Uh, developed by Monolith Soft. I'm going to go through my little facts here, and then you can tell us how perfect this game is. But mm, love it. published by Nintendo. Announced in February of the same year. Originally was supposed to come out in September, and somehow they moved it up to July. Dude, what that was so freaking... awesome. <laughs> what a freaking gift for the fans of Xenoblade. So awesome. Action RPG with an auto attack style of battle. Game of the Year nominee for 2022. Also nominated for Best Music and Best RPG. Dude, heck yeah. It unfortunately yeah. won none of these, but to be nominated is a huge deal for sure. Especially for Game of the Year. I mean, dang. Absolutely. Uh, reviews were 8s and 9s with Nintendo Life giving it a 10 out of 10. As oh, of September yeah. 2022, it had sold 1.72 million units worldwide. And last thing I got here, there was a special edition that could only be purchased via the My Nintendo Store online. Uh, the game and special edition were shipped months apart from each other. So Yes, that is true. Talk what? to us about Xenoblade. Huh. I love Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It was super great. So I think I've talked about this before, but my order of the series is 2, 3, and then 1. So right. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it follows six main characters. I don't want to spoil anything because I know it just came out. It's a really long game, so I don't want to spoil any of the endings. But the story is just so great. You follow six characters. You literally fall in love with the characters because they're written so well. That's that's Xenoblade Chronicles does that so freaking well. They make you like really fall in love with these characters and they give them such amazing arcs like each character kind of had their own little arc and each character has like their own quests that kind of go with them to kind of build out their story a little bit um so this one is a little bit different in the fact that the whole open world well you're like in a war right so these these two nations are at war against each other and so the overworld is kind of blocked off depending on what point of the story you're in so like xenoblade chronicles 2 I guess it was a little bit better about that because you could travel to like any world that you wanted to. But this one takes place on one world, um, and parts of the parts of the um, map are blocked off based on like what point you were because they didn't want you to spoil anything. Because there's like these giant mecha things, or like these giant towns and giant territories that they don't want you to get to yet because you haven't gotten that part of the story. They don't kind of want to spoil it for you. So that was the only thing that was kind of different. But I mean, the world is still absolutely massive. So even if you do run into some of those boundaries, it's not going to be like, oh man, half the world's over there and I can't get to it. But that's something that was different. It was really great. I loved all the characters. So this one kind of combines elements from the first one and the second one. Like there's some of the same characters without giving anything away. And it kind of, at the end, it kind of ends the saga. So I don't know where they're going to go from there. Of course, they can always make 
you know, another one in there and just be like, oh, oh this thing happened and the witch created that, which is fine. But this seems like a very good stopping point to the point where they can just make another world and then make four, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Did they have mechs in one and two? Uh, yes and no. So, in one, the other race that you're kind of fighting is, they're called the the Mechonis or the Mechans, something, something. The Mechons or whatever, and they're like giant mech people and like giant mech things. So, yes. Uh, the second one is kind of a little, a little different without giving too much away, like the main character's end weapon is kind of like a big mecha and then in the third one like the cities or towns are like one big mech that makes sense so i guess i'm curious if they're related to the seemingly very important mechs in x but i know you haven't played that game um i have not played that game i have seen that game i've seen gameplay of that game um no so they X is kind of like its own thing. Okay. Doesn't we can really, leave it at that. doesn't really relate to all the other ones, but I don't want to give any like spoilers away because they're all kind of like interconnected. But that's like kind of what makes them so great. But yeah, I love that game. Definitely play it if you like action RPGs. I know you don't like the auto battle feature, but it's still... I mean, you still kind of battle. You still have to have that kind of strategy and know which buttons to press and when to use this, when to use that attack. So it's a little bit different, but yeah. Definitely play it if you haven't. I love that game. One out of t- from one to ten, Hannah. What Ooh. what is it to you? Well, if two is a ten, then this one's like a nine point nine. That's pretty average. Yeah, that's pretty average. <laughs> might be a little, <laughs> might be a little above average. Just a little. Nintendo though. Switch Online games from July. We had Super Mario Brothers 3 SP. Nobody gives a dang about special games. We had Fighters <laughs> History and Kirby's Avalanche for the Super Nintendo. And we had Pokemon Puzzle League, which broke the internet for a minute. Oh, I love that. Okay, I think I've talked about this before, but that's the only reason why I purchased Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, just to play that game. And I freaking beat it in the first night, and it was amazing. <laughs> I love it. And then you ask for a refund. You should go play the freaking Mario Kart uh, maps. I know. I really need to. I literally have not played Mario Kart since it came out. I feel that. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's it for July. All right. So now we're into August. And the first notable release I have released on August 9th, which is... Two Point Campus. The greatest game of the year. <laughs> um... <laughs> So we've talked about this game to death, but the player is tasked with building and managing a university campus, correcto? Uh, Lots of campuses, yeah. Business simulation kind of deal. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Received positive reviews, obviously, by you. Nominated for Best Sim Slash Strategy Game at the 2022 Game Awards. It was the second best-selling boxed game in the UK in its week of release behind Horizon Forbidden West. Can you believe that? <laughs> Must have been a week month or a week, yeah. week, week, week. Yeah. A week, week. Yeah, it was a pretty weak month I... in general, too. Not going to lie. <laughs> Considering the other games are collections or not even a physical game. So the next one we have. Have you seen is... the physical of that game? It's pretty neat. It's like a big box. Yeah, it comes with like a slipcover, too, doesn't it? Or is it just a box? Uh, it's definitely like a big box with a slip cover. I don't I don't even know what it comes with, but that's the only addition of the game, which is neat. 
Oh, man, until they make another one, and then it's a variant, right? That's correct. <laughs> so next we have, <laughs> on August 17th, Kirby's Dream Buffet. It's just one of those cutesy, small, little Kirby spinoff games that we talked to death about in, like, our three-hour Kirby episode, so... <laughs> I don't just know like if one we talked about it. It wasn't out yet. No, 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 but it's just like all the other spin-off games that Kirby oh, has. Oh, okay. So it's a Kirby party game, only released digitally on the Nintendo Switch. That's probably why nobody's ever heard of it. It is the 38th game in the Kirby series. The wiki wow. had that to say, so very interesting. <laughs> it's a multiplayer game where four ball-shaped Kirbys roll through food-themed courses, collecting strawberries and defeating enemies. There are three different stages. There's a race stage. Uh, stage is laid out like a racetrack, and the players have to reach the finish line to win. Uh, the mini game, which is mixed events where the players gain strawberries by completing different tasks and goals. And there's also Battle Royale. So players compete by stealing other players' strawberries by knocking them off the stage using power-ups. As an so, air ride fan, I can't believe you're not playing this. You know, I made this. And I was like, huh, you know what? I should play this one. And then I was like, you know what? I might as well just break out Kirby Air Ride and just play that one. <laughs> so then on August 30th, we have the Cowabunga Collection, which if you didn't know is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Contains 13 Ninja Turtle games developed by Konami from 1989 to 1994 from the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Genesis, and arcade cabinets. It adds save states, rewind functions, button mapping, and online capabilities in some of the games, but not all of them. Almost every game includes both the Western and Japanese version. How neato. Think, think about how insane that is that you just said. It's five years and 13 different games came out. Yeah, that is crazy. Konami be killing I guess it back in the day. A few of them are just different versions from different consoles, but still, that's like 10 games from five years. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That is kind of crazy. And they're all pretty good as far as I know, right? Yeah, I think they, uh, maybe not all of them, but people like the ones they like. I haven't played them all. Then we have directs and events. On August 3rd, another Pokemon Presents. There's a 20-minute video updating people on the Pokemon World Championship, which I don't care about. Pokemon Go Fest, updates on Pokemon Cafe Mix and Pokemon Unite. Also, updates on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet which showed off some more gameplay and about the region that the game will take place in. Then, on August 10th, we had a Splatoon 3 Direct, which is roughly 30 minutes of Splatoon 3 gameplay and updates on gameplay mechanics and modes. Then, super important, on August 23rd, Sakurai launched his YouTube channel. And as of whenever I made these notes, he has 500,000 subscribers, in which uh, his videos he talks about the video game industry making games. So super cool. That sounds like a really interesting channel, actually. Yeah, man, you should check it out. And then the last thing we you have should. is on August 19th, Wave Race 64 was released on Nintendo Switch Online. Woo! I love that game. It's one of my favorite games from childhood. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely rented that game as a kid. I've probably said that so many times, but it's been at least a year since we've talked about Wave Race. I have, like, so. eight copies. Do you have one? Hmm, I don't know. I'll hmm. find out for you, and then you can send me a few. <laughs> a few? <laughs> <laughs> I do have Wave Race 64. 
Uh, you do? That was quick. How'd you look that one up? <laughs> Good old game eye. Very nice. Um, cool. September. We are into the summertime. We got Splatoon 3 kicking us off on September 9th. Developed and published by Nintendo, obviously. Um, everyone knows what Splatoon is. I don't need to describe it a whole lot. Third-person shooter. Lots of cool game modes. Huge success. Fastest selling in the franchise thus far, as expected. 7.9 million units sold worldwide as of September 2022. Which, hey, it came out in September. So, by now, it's probably double that. I don't know. That's, uh, double's probably wrong. But, yeah. Fastest selling in the franchise thus far. It is nominated for Best Family Game of 2022. Lost to Kirby. And it was winner of the best multiplayer game of 2022. So good job, Splatoon. Heck yeah, it beat Fortnite. <laughs> it beat Call of Duty, too. That was hilarious. Um, oh, wow. Dude, heck yeah, man. <laughs> Hannah and I decided that we weren't going to pick this one up. But, um, yeah, my girlfriend's addicted to it. I feel like I'm missing out. But Call of Duty kind of scratches that online multiplayer itch for me right now. Hmm. Do you feel like you're missing out? Um, no. Because if I really want to play, I just pick up Splatoon 2. <laughs> and I bet thousands and thousands of people are still playing too. Thousands? How about gajillions? Millions of people. Gajillions. <laughs> gajillions. Uh, Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection came out September 27th. Uh, I don't know if this is, like, a big release or not. Like, it's definitely, like, a triple-A studio putting this game out, but does anyone play this game? I don't know. Includes Life is Strange Remastered and Life is Strange Before the Storm Remastered. Uh, the first game is on a cartridge. second one was digital download because screw you. Genre is Episodic Graphic Adventure. This collection in particular was a Switch exclusive. The collection was said to include all previously released content with remastered visuals, improved character animation using full facial motion capture, refined gameplay Whoa. puzzles, and engine and lighting upgrades. Whoa. Dash Wikipedia. <laughs> um, these are actually average reviews. We got 5 out of 10 from Nintendo Life. And then we got some higher ones from Metacritic, 67%. And even higher than that was 4 out of 5 from Game Rant. So reviews are all over the place. Pretty average. <laughs> I, I'm not a big episodic... Actually, I'm knocking it before I try it, honestly. Episodic graphic adventure. I don't know what that is. I don't really care what that is. But... Good for the Life is Strange folks who are happy about this. <laughs> I think it's a Square Enix game, but I didn't write it down. Oh, hmm. really? I don't know. I think so. Nintendo Direct! We had Fire Emblem Engage probably was announced with our toothpaste main characters. We had Octopath Traveler 2, Pikmin 4, Spongebob the Cosmic Shakedown... Fatal Frame, a remake of the Wii game called Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. We had a remaster of Tales of Symphonia. More N64 NSO games announced. We had a remake of Kirby's Return to Dreamland, which is probably my favorite announcement. Like, I'm not even planning to pick this game up, but I'm really happy people are going to play that game. It's a great game. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, we closed out with Tears of the Kingdom, a new trailer and a freaking release date, which I didn't write down. I think it's May. Um, yes, I think so. April, May. Yeah, probably. They said, screw the anniversary. We're releasing this game in May. Um, that's a pretty stacked Nintendo Direct. That's the second stacked Nintendo Direct of the year. So good job, Nintendo. Dude, Tears of the Kingdom, we have like maybe five minutes of footage total. And it was announced so long ago. It's like, I yeah. don't know what they're hiding from us. It makes me kind of nervous. Not that it's not going to be good. I know it will be, but... I don't know. I want to see more. So hopefully later... Well, I was going to say later this year. There's no later. <laughs> Early next year. <laughs> we'll get some more stuff about it. I'm excited. I've been saying uh, this for two years, but I need to play some more Breath of the Wild. Because it's been a long time. I love Breath of the Wild. Every so often I'll go back to the... Um, I know you didn't buy the DLC, but... Crap, what what the heck was it called? Trials, Master Trials? Or like Trials of the Master or whatever? Where you... It's like a survival kind of game. That's super duper fun. Every so often I'll return to that. It's like one of those ones where you're thrust into the world and you kind of have to like survive using just like the materials that you find. I love that. It's so fun. That sounds fun. This is your annual reminder, listeners, that Hannah collected every Korok seed without Googling anything. Yes, I completed uh... the game 100%. I collected all them Korok seeds without... (laughs) looking up any of them because i just loved that game so freaking much you the should world put was that so on your big, resume i should you know what <laughs> definitely an accomplishment the world is so big though that i would spend so much time in one area that i go to a different area and be like oh my gosh i've never been here before like oh this is so new it wasn't of course but did you like take a map and then like cross it off to know where you've been no, so when you buy the DLC, there's this thing called the Hero's Path, and it actually maps out exactly where you've been. Holy cow. Um, except for it expires after, like, 200 hours, I think, so it can only keep track of 200 hours. Um, and just to put that in perspective, I played the game for 500 hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I was like, oh, have I been here before? No. But yeah, it maps out exactly where you've been, so it was really helpful. Very cool. So proud of you for that one. We had some Nintendo Switch online games. They were all on the Genesis. We had Beyond Oasis, Earthworm Jim, and I don't know what this is. Alicia Dragon? Alicia Dragon? I've actually never heard of this game, but it's there. (laughs) It beats me. Take us to October. October! Everyone's favorite spooky month. We got a lot here. Yeah, we do. October was a freaking banger, man. It was so packed. So first one, October 6th, is near Automata, the end of your audition, which I actually played, and I should have said that and I forgot, but I played and beat it. <laughs> um, it's very weird. If you've ever played any of those kind of games by Square Enix, the Guard games, um, they're strange. So this game is not that long. It's like 12 hours or so, but like after you play it, you can play as other characters and then you kind of like unlock new things the more you play it. So stuff really starts unlocking and getting super interesting after your first playthrough. But this is one of those games where it just kind of like shoves you into the world and you have to figure out what the heck you're doing. It took me a good five hours to actually figure out everything. It doesn't explain like how to equip items or like how to upgrade your stuff or like how to do anything. You literally just like bam in the world and you're starting playing. So... That was a different experience for me. It really makes me want to go back and play Dragon Guard 3 
which I've talked about a lot. It's one of my favorite games. It's one of the first gory games that I ever played um, when yeah. I started getting into like action RPGs and stuff. So I really want to go back and play that one. But yeah, it's fun. I have not beaten the second playthrough yet, but I'm on that now. Um, it's fun, but it's it's odd. So if you don't know, it's an action RPG developed by Platinum Games and published by Square Enix. It's the second game in the Near se- Near series. It's an indirect sequel to the Near game, which I think was a PS3 game. I could be wrong. Um, so this version of the game came with DLC and other added upgrades along with the original version of the game. So it's like an upgraded version of the one that came out on the PS4. Also, the Near games are like really confusing in the way that they're kind of released. They have like really funky names. Like there's Near Replicant, like 2.6, blah, 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 blah. Have you seen that one? I love you know what I'm it. talking about? Yeah. So there's that one. And I think I misspoke when I said that these are prequels to the Dragon Guard series. The Dragon Guard series comes first, as far as I know, and then these games happen. Were they also platinum games? I believe they are. I don't know about the I'll early ones. I'll find out while you keep talking. I'm not sure about the early ones, but I think 3 was. But I could be totally wrong. But, like, all Platinum games, they're, they're kind of odd. They have, like, a weird story. But they're all, like, connected. Like, Bayonetta and Astral Chain were. They have, like, some oh, of the yeah. same crossover. It's like that. Then, the day after that, on October 7th, we had No Man's Sky, which I said earlier is one of the ports that I wanted from our ports episode. It's an action-adventure game that focuses on exploration, survival, combat, trading, and base building. The player explores procedurally generated plant planets and environments. It's open world and the player can explore over 18 quintillion planets. If you can believe that. Goodness gracious. I know. Then a few days after that, on October 11th, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is a beat-em-up game inspired by the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated series, which I didn't know. That makes it sense. It borrows its style from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games developed by Konami, which we talked about earlier during the 80s and the 90s. The game was a commercial success, selling 1 million copies within a week of its release. Can you believe that? That game was really hyped for over a year. Yeah. The game received high 9s, I mean high 8s and 9s. It is the highest rated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game on Metacritic, with an 85 to an 87, depending on the console that you have or got it on. The original Turtle voices, the voice actors, returned from the 1987 series to reprise their roles in this game. How cool is that? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Then, oh my gosh, we're not even halfway done. Okay. So on October <laughs> 20th, we have Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which is a sequel to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Three downloadable content expansions are in development, including one featuring your favorite Rayman, which means you, didn't you have must to bring buy that it. Up. Which means you must buy it. <laughs> I'm excited to see what the heck it looks like from <laughs> afar. Yeah. No, you're going to buy it, and you're going to play it. You're also going to play the, <laughs> the new Rabbids game, whatever that one's called. All right. Party, party something, Rabbids party. I didn't know there was a new Rabbids game. Oh, you didn't? It's like $15, and it just came out, I think. Dang, I gotta keep looking stuff up. <laughs> it received positive reviews from critics with praise towards the game's graphics, soundtrack, gameplay, and improvements to the battle system compared to the first one. 
But they did say that the loading times were kind of long, which is, you know, a fair criticism. But unlike the first game, level designs are less linear and no longer follow, like, the grid-based layout like mo most um, real-time or uh, tactical RPGs follow. It's more like the game highlights a circle and then you can move freely within that circle, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a range and then you pick what spot you want to attack from or use item from or blah, 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 blah. So, the next game, October 21st, is New Tales from the Borderlands. It's a spin-off of the Borderlands series, a successor to Tales from the Borderlands, which is really confusing. People gotta stop putting just new in front of things and expecting people to understand that it's a new game. Or a new 3DS. Or a, or a new system, or something <laughs> new. Gotta stop doing that. Add a 2 at the end, or a 3. I mean, so dumb. It is, if you don't know, because I didn't, a graphic adventure game. Where the player explores the worlds uh, and environments and uses or uh, utilizes quick time events to make narrative decisions that may change the outcome of the story, which I think is super cool. So what you do directly affects the story. That's like, um, it feels like to me Batman Arkham Knights or whatever, where you like, it slows down. Like if you're punching somebody or whatever, the time like slows down and then you have to like click, oh, do this, do that. By clicking the X or the circle button or the oh, triangle yeah. button. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's yeah. set after, a year after Borderlands 3. Also on the PS4 and 5, Xbox One, and Series X slash X, and Windows. So it's literally available everywhere you want. Ratings for the game seem kind of all over the place. It sits around a 60 to 65 on Metacritic across Dang. all the platforms. Some outlets giving the game a 7 out of 10, while others give it a 3 out of 10. So I guess if it's not your kind of game, you might give it a 3 out of 10. Reviewers said the game pretty had average. great humor. Yeah, I'm pretty average. <laughs> Added some really <laughs> cool lore for the Borderlands series, but the pacing of the game was like all over the place. And the gameplay is kind of dated. So clearly people aren't super big fans of graphic adventure games. Oh, still so many more. Okay. On October 21st, we have Persona 5 Royal, which finally, finally came to the Switch. We knew it was going to happen eventually, because Joker was announced in Super Smash Brothers, And then we got Persona 5 Strikers. Strikers. And then this one, finally. I thought for sure we'd get just, like, the border um, Persona 5, but nope, they gave us Royal. Right. Which is a port to the PS4 game. It's not the original version of the game, but it's actually a port of the enhanced version of the game. Um, it is called one of the best RPGs of all time. We shall see. It's rated super highly. Lots of nines, high nines, uh, high nineties, I guess I'd just say, and 10 to 10 across the board. Wow. Yep. So this version of the game obviously was rated higher than the original because it adds a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it also includes, it's like, it's an RPG, but it also includes some life simulation elements, uh, which I'm sure you've seen around the internet, people picking their favorite waifus and dating sim, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Not, don't care about that. So Atlas confirmed that the recent launch of Persona 5 Royal on Nintendo Switch, PS5, Xbox Series X slash S, and PSC, PC has surpassed 1 million copies sold. Crazy. Nice work. So they're getting all that money for Persona 5. Again. So then... Next, we have, on October 25th, Yomawari Lost in the Dark, which is, I did not know this, but there's actually three games in that series. So hmm. it's an isometric survival horror game developed by 
Nippon Ichi Software, or NIS, America. Um, this is the third installment in the series, but it has no connection, like, story-wise to the other games. So the other games in the series are the first one, Yomawari Night Alone, Yomawari Midnight Shadows. Then there's a collection that came out of the Switch, which includes both the Long Night, or it's called the Long Night Collection, and it includes both Night Alone and Midnight Shadows. And then this one, the third one, is Yomawari Lost in the Dark. This is the first and only entry in the series to not be released for the PS Vita. So R.I.P. PS Vita. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, received pretty average reviews, about a 7 or an 8 out of 10. Then our last one is the biggest one of the month, I would say, and that is Bayonetta 3, which released on October 28th. This game was announced in frickin' December of 2017 at the Game Awards. And then Platinum Games went radio silent for years. We heard literally nothing about it. But during that time, they were working on Astral Chain, which we've said this a lot, but definitely go play the game if you have not yet. It is so freaking good. So fun. The music is beautiful. And the art style is so good. So this game released with a special edition called the Trinity Masquerade Edition. It includes a copy of the game, an art book, a 200-page art book, and alternate physical cover sleeves for the three Bayonetta games. Received pretty awesome reviews, lots of 9s out of 10. IGN said the game was one of the best combat systems in gaming. Has one of the best combat gaming systems uh, in gaming. Uh, gameplay is fast and smooth, yet accommodates for different play styles and skills, which is great because the first one was super difficult, <laughs> and I died a lot. <laughs> so if I ever pick up this game, hopefully I'm a little bit better at it. Um, some people were critical about the low times, though, some low-quality textures and inconsistent frame rates. So, still seems pretty good. Then events and directs, we have October 6th. The teaser trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie uh, was announced via a Nintendo Direct. Miyamoto basically comes on and talks about how he is, how excited he is about the movie and how he hopes we like it, he thinks we'll like it, they put a lot of work into it. Um, then the head of Illumination, which is the studios behind Minions, talks about the movie. We get to hear Chris Pratt and Jack Black. I think it's for the first time in this trailer, but I could be wrong, which is the, obviously the voice of Mario. Then we get to hear, I forgot the actor's name for Toad. Something Peel. Peel. Jordan, Jordan Peel. Peel? Yeah, that could be right. <laughs> and then we saw Jack Black as Bowser, which, mm, so great. Then ending off on October 13th, we have the Nintendo Switch online game Pilot Wing 64, which everyone was so happy about. Keegan-Michael Key plays Toad. Jordan Peele is the other guy who they used to do the YouTube series with. Oh, okay, gotcha. Keegan-Michael Key. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they're kind of interchangeable in my mind. But yeah, I can <laughs> see their faces. But yep, that's it. Alright, we did you dirty giving you that many games in one month. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have seven right here, so no worries. Take it away take it away all right so i was gonna say that uh, metroid prime 4 i feel like got announced around the same time as bayonetta 3 <laughs> and we're still waiting on that one yeah crickets <laughs> crickets in the crowd <laughs> all right here we go harvestella november 4th um developed by livewire published by square enix i gotta say square has had how many times have we stock talked about square today they have been crazy busy this year yeah, they have. 
Switch and PC release revolves around farming crops while attempting to save the world from the sudden appearance of a deadly magical plague known as Quietus, Wikipedia says. <laughs> Very nice. Um, it's a mix of Harvest Moon and Final Fantasy, pretty much. Action RPG with farming. Uh, 73 on Metacritic, sold 26,000 units in Japan on launch week. Pretty good for wow. a new IP, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that's Harvestella. Definitely, uh, I'm kind of interested in it, actually. I know you said you were, too. Yeah, we should get it. It Takes Two. I had no idea this came out on Switch this year. It was November 4th, same day as Harvestella. Finally got ported to the Switch. Um, game of the Year from 2021. Fantastic 3D platformer. Only one person has to buy the game to play online co-op, which is how this game is meant to be played, or couch co-op. But, um... I, I love that crap. Like that's the, the the same guy that made it take a it takes two also did the, another game called No Way Out where you also uh, only need one person to buy the game and then you guys can both play. It's just that's so cool. Like that's not a good business model I feel like, but pretty cool that they do that. Agreed. Sonic Frontiers one of the biggest um, releases recently. I mean. I don't know. I haven't played this game. You haven't played this game. Uh, or I guess I should say I haven't purchased this game. I did play it last week, but um, we'll talk about that in a second. It's open world 3D Sonic. It sold 40k units across all platforms in the first week. And here's the interesting thing. You were talking about some sales data earlier. It is the fastest selling Sonic title since Sonic Adventure 2, which came out 21 years ago. Oh my gosh. I honestly think the popularity of the films has a lot to do with this. I think that um, kids kids are eating up Sonic movie one and two, and um, I, that's why I feel like this this game is targeted at. I don't think it looks like a great game, and <laughs> I was like waiting for like a twenty dollar price tag to pick it up. I don't even know if I'm interested because I did play it last week. It seemed very boring to me. I feel like I'm less inclined to buy it now that I've played it. And, um, I don't know. Might wait for Game Pass. Might wait for a $10 price tag. I'm really not eager anymore. <laughs> Sweet. But reviews are around the 7 out of 10 range. So, Pretty I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for Sonic fans. I'm happy for Sega to be raking in the dough. Um, but yeah doesn't look great to me well darn sorry atari 50th the anniversary celebration atari 50 the anniversary celebration this is another one from digital eclipse same people that released the cowbunga collection released on november 11th and uh this one is just like every other atari collection except it's actually good this one is a little bit better apparently <laughs> um I think it's really cool because it is Digital Eclipse and it is the 50th anniversary of Atari and it has a ton of content to consume like on the history of Atari. Um, it has interactive timelines which just sounds awesome and there's over an hour of brand new interviews which is also freaking awesome. Huh, that is cool. And also, it has games... So, I feel like these collections are typically arcade and Atari 2600, but this crap has 5200, 7800, it has 8-bit computer games, and it has the freaking Lynx and Jaguar. So, 
This Whoa. is the one to pick up. If you've been passing on these collections like I have for the last two decades, it's finally time. <laughs> um, cool, man. Yeah, and on top that. of that, on top of that, six brand new games inspired by classic Atari games. What's not to oh love about gosh. this? Six new games. <laughs> So I, this one didn't even come out at the standard sixty or seventy. This was like a forty dollar game. I'm definitely going Shoot. to pick it up at some point. Is it on the Switch? It is. <gasps> wow, cool. It's actually on my uh, Amazon wish list, which is a list full of crap that I don't want to buy myself, but I still <laughs> would like to have. So hopefully somebody got that for me. Heck yeah. <laughs> Tactics Ogre Reborn. This one's a little strange to me. It came out on November 11th, and for some reason, there's just not a lot of news coverage for this game. Like, first thing I saw on Google was, like, some big uh, review site said, review in progress. And I was like, "What? it's been a month. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> not a lot of news coverage. It's really strange. This is, like, a super, super beloved tactical RPG from the 90s, remastered for Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC. Originally from the Super Famicom, and then they brought it to PS1 and Saturn. This was the second title in the Ogre Battles franchise. Um, I guess it must have just been overshadowed by the other huge October and November releases, because that's, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. This is a big game. Um... 8 out of 10 on Nintendo Life, 85% on Metacritic. Those are great scores, and yeah, I might actually play this one one day. Who knows? Oh, I remember seeing the um, cover. It's got a really pretty cover. Did it come out physically? I don't even know. I Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. I know it's on the Switch. That's how I've seen the cover, but yeah, that's pretty. That makes sense. Let me see this cover. Oh, that is pretty. No ugly ogres, no Shrek in sight. Uh-uh. Just very nice anime-esque art style. Moving on to the biggest game of the month, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, it's been almost a month now. It came out November 18th. This is your ninth generation of mainline Pokemon games. Sheesh. It is the second major Pokemon release in one single year. I don't remember a time like like this is a big big year for for Pokemon. Like I don't know. Dude, Pokemon the last did time. too much this year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one probably could have been pushed back a few months. Like, I'm having a blast with it, but um, obviously the game performs super poorly on the Switch. Handheld, dock, doesn't matter. Um, it's so bad. The Pokemon Company has acknowledged it and promises they're working on performance patches. Um, there's 103 new Pokemon, 400 total to catch currently before any DLC or anything. It is completely open world, even more so than Arceus Legends, Legends Arceus. Um, progression is like entirely up to the player. It's it's a lot like Breath of the Wild, where you can go and do where you please, um, whenever you like. I'm having a blast with it. There's there's a lot of new stuff to do. I'll say, I think that it's a good direction for them to go with these games. Um, it's a little weird, like, there's there's eight gems in this game, like usual, but you can do them in any order, and I I, I think I enjoy that, but at the same time, I, I guess I skipped the second gym, and I'm coming back to it now with, like, level 50 Pokemon, and it's just a breeze, so that's kind of weird. Um, I don't know how... I, I guess 
scaling would fix that, right? So like if if the gym um, leaders were were leveling up, and so it doesn't matter which order you play them in, you're gonna get them um, with like appropriate levels. I think that would help the game personally, but I don't know. That's my opinion. I have this no game because I've not played it, but. This Sweet. game is selling like hotcakes to everyone except for Hannah. It sold 10 million <laughs> units worldwide in the first three days. And um, 4 million in Japan alone. So th these results, these this data is like a month old now, obviously. Almost a month old. And it immediately, with this month old data, became the 15th best-selling Switch game of all time. And yeah, that was literally after three days. Who knows how many it's sold now. Yeah. Ugh, probably so much. Especially more. especially with Christmas coming up, yeah. They are the most pre-ordered titles in Pokemon history. It was the best launch of any console exclusive game in history. That is oh my gosh, absolutely I didn't nuts. Know that. And Dude. on top of that, highest sales of any software on any Nintendo platform in history. That makes me angry for some reason. <laughs> Actually, oh, that last one geez. doesn't make sense when I say it out loud. Highest sales of any software on any Nintendo platform in history. I don't know what that means. Uh, should have should have paid attention to what I was typing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah, insane records out here. Despite the game getting a 6 on IGN, it's 73% on Metacritic. It plays like crap. The graphics, the freaking frame rate, it's all garbage. But it's so fun. You know... It's like, yes, we deserve better as people paying $60 for this game as far as, like, performance and graphics. But at the same time, it's so fun and it can sell 10 million copies in three days. It's it's a really insane. This is, this is Pokemon right here. This is why every Pokemon game from freaking the Game Boy on is just selling for so much money these days because... Pokemon is such a beloved franchise up there with freaking everything else in the world that I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's it's one of the most like recognizable franchises. It's such an important franchise. I, I don't know. These records are insane to me, especially with a 6 out of 10 on IGN. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy the world we're living in here. Dude, only Pokemon could do that. Exactly. People are just freaking crazy for Pokemon, man doesn't make any sense and believe it or not i have one more to talk about for november it is the outbound ghost yeah. uh november 25th this game came out the only reason we're bringing this one up is because it's having some pretty insane development issues on switch i don't know have you been keeping up on twitter because it's getting juicy oh no no i have not <laughs> Paper Mario clone, pretty much a ghost that is trying to find out the cause of his own death. The title released on PS4, PS5, Steam, and Switch a couple weeks ago, November 25th, like I said. The lead developer of the game went on Twitter and straight up said that he never wanted the Switch version to come out and is blatantly putting the publisher on blast for releasing this version. <laughs> he said that he never even got to test the Switch version, which seems bizarre to me as the lead developer. Dude, I'd be so angry. There is incredible input delay that makes the game unplayable. And the guy who is running the Outbound Ghost Twitter account literally is like posting... He <clears throat> he took a video of himself playing the game on Switch. 
and he would push a button and almost a full second later the action would would happen like you can visually see how bad the performance is and it's hilarious um but what's really hilarious to me is that you would post this about your own game on the freaking internet (laughs) on the official twitter account he's like yeah don't buy this look at this look how crappy this is (laughs) who is the Uh, publisher I didn't write it down, actually. Um, it was someone I'd never heard of before, but the publisher is not authorized to sell the game anymore on any platform, but is apparently still doing so, and, like, put the game on sale a week ago and on Steam or something, and it, it's a complete mess. Oh, my gosh. So the games aren't, like, at in retail st- uh, stores anymore? Oh, that's a good question. They probably are. I can't imagine they got recalled, but if they were then that would mean we need to go pick it up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's not assuming that see. it won't come out ever again, but, you know, it could be another Cooking Mama situation. Yeah. Who was the publisher? Is it Merge Games? Merge Games. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Merge puts out a lot of stuff, so I can't imagine why they would rush something like this. But you know I what? Guess there, money uh, is money. <laughs> there is a um, patch coming soon, evidently. But for now, as of a couple of days ago when I wrote these notes, don't play the Switch version. Yeah, well, I, I read that the only version that the, the uh, developers actually want you to play is Steam, the Steam version. They're like, yeah, that one's great. Everything else sucks. Mm. Dang, what a bummer, because I love Paper Mario. And the, the game looks so cute. I mean, the ghosty is so cute looking on the cover. That sucks. It does look adorable. I don't know. Maybe one day it'll be good enough to play. I'm sure it will. Or you could always play on Steam, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fine. <laughs> uh, events. We had a new trailer for the Mario movie. We don't need to talk anymore about the freaking movie. It's going to be great. We all know it. Yep. We had some Nintendo Switch online games. Mario Party 1 and 2 are now playable on the Switch with the expansion pass. So, yeah. Woo-hoo. Go play them. And uh, that's right, it. Yeah. We we are on to December. Wow, we're in December. Okay. Whoa. So, notable releases. December 9th, which was just a few days ago, Dragon Quest Treasures released, which I've talked about nice. a little bit. It's an action RPG and spinoff of the Dragon Quest series. It follows young versions of Eric and Mir from Dragon Quest XI as they travel Draconia, searching for seven legendary dragon stones. Um, I obviously, like I said, I really want to play this game, so I didn't want to watch too much gameplay because I didn't want to get like spoiled or anything. Um, but it looks like you just travel around the world and make your way through like dungeons, defeat monsters, uh, defeat bosses, and collect these dragon stones and then return them to your base. Um, you can also interact with people, obviously, in towns, and even tame monsters to help you battle enemies. So it's very much like um, Dragon Quest Builders, except for the building aspect. It's an action RPG, so the battle is not turn-based. It's real-time, very similar to Builders. Rated about a 75 on Metacritic right now, even though it just came out a couple days ago. We'll see if it goes up or down. Uh, 8 out of 10 by Nintendo Life. Uh, you do not have to have played any other Dragon Quest games to enjoy or understand this one. Reviewers said it is full of humor and that familiar Dragon Quest charm that makes other games so darn fun and addicting. RPG RPG elements are not as complex as the mainline titles. So it's not like, oh, this item is effective against this, this attack is effective only against these enemies, nothing like that. 
just very almost like hack and slashy, but like not really. A little bit. That more sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah, I'm excited to pick this one up, but it just came out four days ago, so we'll see if we get a price drop anytime soon. Probably not, though. Dragon Quest <laughs> games hardly ever go on sale, but we'll see. Combine that with Switch, and you're screwed. Yeah, exactly. But they do hold their value, so investment, baby. <laughs> the next we have December thirteenth, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. It's an HD remaster of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, which originally released on the PSP in two thousand seven. I don't yeah, know I who asked for this. The PSP one. Yeah, I have like less than twenty PSP games, but that's one of them. I think I also had that one, but I could be wrong. Heck yeah. Um, this was released to celebrate Final Fantasy's seven. I think it's twenty fifth anniversary. I could be wrong about that one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it features new modes or new models and lighting, lighting and redone voices for consistency with the new Final Fantasy VII remake that just came out not that long ago. Also has rearranged music. So this game was remade with the Final Fantasy remake in mind. So a lot of things, like I said, the voice, the voices were changed to kind of be more consistent with the remake, um, and some other things, just minor things like some monsters or whatever, changed to look better, to look like the Final Fantasy VII remake, which I thought was really cool. So, I guess Final Fantasy fans are happy? Some people in the know. Discord were talking about it and pretty excited about it. I think, uh, yeah, I think people are just happy when they get any Final Fantasy content. And they do get a lot of it. Yeah, we also got some more at the Game Awards, too. But before we talk about that, the new uh, pack for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. We just talked about this as the third time now. Came out December seventh. Booster <laughs> course pass. Third wave. So heck yeah. That's it. That's all, all I right. got. December has been pretty quiet. That is Nintendo in a nutshell for 2022. Heck yeah, they've had some pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good year, I'd say. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about the Game Awards? Uh. Yeah. Of course I'm going to talk about the Game Awards. And then we could talk about Nintendo's year overall. I uh, I guess I didn't save my stuff for the end, but I know that you did. I kind of scattered it throughout the last 12 months worth of content. Yeah. <clears throat> Loser. I saved mine for the end. Talk to us about the Game Awards. Alright, so the Game Awards was heck along. I think it was like three hours, three and a half hours total or something, including the Shorter than last year, though. Was it really? I think so. Well, dude, the God of War guy almost made it. Like, his his speech was like <laughs> 25 minutes. It was so long. Good for him for getting, like, you know, his time to speak, but goddamn, was it a long I time. I think it was like seven minutes. I think that's dude, what it no was. Way. No way. It was like 25 <laughs> minutes. It felt like forever. So anyway, if you've never watched the Game Awards before, it's like... Really, 10% awards, 90% trailers, and uh, cool announcements and stuff. So, yeah, we really don't give that much uh, time to the awards. But the things that were announced, we got Dead Cells and Castlevania crossover. Were you excited about that one or not really? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the art style at first, but sitting there watching it, I was like, man, if this is Castlevania, I don't like that art. But then they said it was Dead Cells, and I was like, all right, I guess I need to play some Dead Cells. Alright, and that is coming quarter one of 2023, so no exact date there. Then we got Hades 2 announcement. So Hades is super big. 
I know it released yeah, it on is. the Switch. People have been loving it. So now there's a Hades 2, which was cool. Then there's Bayonetta Origins was released, which is an isometric Bayonetta game. It's still hack and slash, but it's, like I said, isometric. So it's not quite, not really quite 3D, but kind of 3D. Uh, and it's got a really, I know you said you didn't like it, but it's got a really unique art style. Is um is Bayonetta just like exclusively Nintendo now? Um, I believe so, yeah. But I could be okay. wrong about that one. But yeah, so that one looked cool. That one was a surprise. I mean, Bayonetta 3 just came out, so they've been working on this for at least, I don't know, a year, probably? I mean, it looks pretty good. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about development. <laughs> then a new game from the Celeste developers called Earthblade. Looked super cool. That's a 2D platformer. It's probably going to be just as difficult as Celeste and probably just as loved. The art style looked very nice, although I am kind of tired of pixel games, but we've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be excited for that one when it comes out. Then, not that I really care that much, but I like the actress that's in it. We got Death Stranding 2. So that was interesting. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, says was, wonky... Uh... I, I literally don't know anything about this stupid game, but I, I know that I'm going to hate it if I play it, but man, <laughs> the freaking trailer really gets you going. Yeah, it does. It was very interesting, very mysterious. What the heck is going on? The baby returns. So does the walking dead guy. Yeah. So <laughs> look forward to that. Then one of the only things that Nintendo announced while they were there is the Fire Emblem Engage uh, expansion pass. Game's not even out yet, and they're like, hell yeah, there's gonna be expansion pass. <laughs> Paid DLC, let's go. Then there was a game called Blue Protocol, which is an online RPG coming in the second half of 2023 on PS5, PC, Xbox Series X, and S, which is like the, it was an online anime style kind of game, which I thought looked pretty cool, but I think you said you're not down. What was it? It's an online RPG. Blue what was Protocol. the name of it? Blue protocol. Oh. I don't even remember it at all. Did not all right. leave a did lasting not leave impression? a lasting effect on me. Yeah. <laughs> then we got another Super Mario Bros. movie trailer. Um, featured Dang. the guy who plays Toad. I literally announced it. Um, it looks sweet. Like you said, the game's. I mean, the movie's gonna be great. Yes, it is. Then we got Crash Team Rumble. So, Talk about yay. a disappointing trailer. What the heck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I had no idea what was going on. But then the, uh, I think this the was crash. Previously. Yeah, I think I've heard of it too before. But the crash um, mascot guy, the suit came out and was like on the stage. So that was cool. Yeah. Then we got some stuff, some look into Final Fantasy 16, which I don't care about, but a lot of people do. They were just talking about. Yep. Um, it looks pretty sweet. Looks pretty dark. Looks pretty cool. Graphics look great. I'm sure it runs great. Not coming to the Switch though, so that's fun. But everyone else would be excited, and that's all <laughs> I got. Well, I'm sure there will be a cloud version soon. I don't know. Yeah, Might be too big for maybe. Switch. Prop maybe Switch Pro. Wink, wink. Come on, Nintendo. So um, I don't know if you want to talk about the winners at all. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, Elden Ring and Bill Clinton definitely took the <laughs> Game Awards by storm. Oh, yeah. So, Elden Ring won. I'm not surprised. God of War also won a whole bunch. 
Xenoblade Chronicles was, like you said, nominated for three things, which I think is just incredible. They didn't win any, but I wish they would have. If Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was on other platforms, I'm sure it would have won, but Elden Ring was just everywhere. And it also came out, like, not that long ago. So it's always fresh in people's minds. Same thing with God of War. But yeah, those were definitely the big winners. Nintendo also won a lot of the categories they were nominated for, though. Elden Ring was a long time ago, but uh, everything else you said was correct. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. February 25th. Oh my gosh, really? Dude. Shoot, it wasn't long <laughs> <time> ago. <laughs> Dang, I thought that just came out. Alright, well, whatever. We'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bayonetta 3 won Best Action Game, which is not surprising at all. And then... Elden Ring won Best RPG, unfortunately. Dude, what surprised <laughs> me? Multiversus won Best Fighting Game. Well, I did not who was realize. it up against? Like, nothing? Uh, DNF, Duel, don't know what that is. JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure, I do know what that one is. The King of Fighters 15 and Saifu. I thought Saifu would have won that one. I've heard a lot of people talk about that. I've heard a lot about King of Fighters, but it wasn't really like, which one of these is the best? It was like, which one of these have you heard of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then you already said that Kirby and the Forgotten Land won Best Family Game, but the nominees were pretty much all Nintendo except for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So Splatoon yeah, 3 was those. there, Nintendo Switch Sports was there, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope was there, and Kirby won. So Nintendo usually always wins best family game Heck Kirby yeah. it was then, just nice to see Kirby like I probably would have expected Splatoon out of those but you know it was it was just so good to see Kirby there well Splatoon 3 won best multiplayer game which was nice and Indeed. then Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope did win best sim strategy game which I know I said that earlier but that's cool and, stole uh, yeah, the crown the from the real winner Heck yeah. That's really all the ones that I care about. Oh, and then of course, mm, most anticipated game, again, is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm pretty sure that won last year too, but I could be wrong. I think it might have been Elden Ring. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, shoot. Never mind. I've <laughs> been wrong a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty exciting. I mean, the Game Awards is not like an E3 or anything, but it's like, it's close. It's like a close second. Not a close second. It's just second. <laughs> how how do you think Nintendo did this year? I think Nintendo did great, considering that. I just go ahead and say it. My game of the year was obviously Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Considering that game was moved up two months, just made the whole <laughs> year that much better. It really did. You didn't that even get to play for two great. months anyway. You had to go travel and stuff. You didn't even get to play when it came out. Yeah, I did. I went and bought a second copy. I own two copies of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I think I talked about this before, but yeah, my copy went to my place up where I live in college, but when it, it didn't ship until after I had already left, so I went and bought another game, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, on release day, and then I played it while I was in Alaska. So yes, I, I did so play it. So hopefully that copy, hopefully it goes up to like $300 one day, and I'll have a sealed copy. Heck yeah. I don't know if there's any game that would make me go and buy it twice. I don't know if anything in this world could come out. Not even Rayman 4. I don't know, man. Um, that's pretty Dude, great. I love it. You're just, you're a fake fan. 
Are you even I, a gamer? I'll take Come it. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, great. Yeah, so uh, we didn't talk about it in this episode, but you had an excellent time getting uh, a copy of the special edition, right? Oh, brother. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, That was just a nightmare on every single level. So you said this earlier, but it was only available on Nintendo uh, Nintendo's online store, which... Like, 30 seconds into the release, the website just completely crashed. So I waited there all day and all evening until Nintendo came out at, like, 8 o'clock. It released at, like, they didn't give you a time, by the way. It was just, like, you have to be on the website as it opens. I think it opened at, like, 9.32 a.m. or something, like, really stupidly specific (laughs) one day. Crashed within 30 seconds, so I was online all day refreshing the page have multiple page open i had it on my phone i had it on my computer i had it on my other computer just to make sure that i got one and then at like eight o'clock or whatever nintendo was like hey we're sorry the website crashed um you know we may or may not make this available again it was like one of those situations and it's like are you freaking kidding me there's no goddamn way i'm gonna not buy one of these and then eventually they they had it re-released i think it was a couple days later could have been a couple weeks later and then I finally got one. Thank God. I, there would have been riots. Absolute <laughs> riots in the street. And then the special edition and the game didn't even ship together. I got the special edition like literally a couple weeks ago. Was that far behind. And then of course I just told you I have the game twice now. But yeah. It was a disaster. I got to see my friend's copy this weekend um, of the special edition. And the book, man, is just freaking beautiful. They did a great job. So... One thing, well, not one thing, but one of the things that I like about Xenoblade Chronicles is they always have a collector's edition that comes out. Even X has a collector's edition, and I'm shooting myself in the foot that I wasn't a fan then. But, um, yeah, they always have these really beautiful, well-done, totally worth the price uh, collector's editions. I mean, they're just absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. Did North America get that of X? Yeah, I, yeah I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, I think I think I can picture it. It's got the giant mech on it. Of course it does. Um, yep, that's correct. Yeah. I know. I wish I was well, a fan back then. I would say that it was a solid year for Nintendo. I think that they had a killer start. I think they had a killer summer with Splatoon and also Xenoblade. I think that they just, throughout the year... Like, they started and finished with Pokemon and are killing it. I think um, it's been a good year for sure. Uh, not a single Mario game. Um, or Zelda game. Not a single Zelda game. And they still freaking killed it, you know? Heck yeah. Um, yeah, lots to look forward to. But I think some of my favorites this year Pokemon Legends Arceus that was my game of the year Pokemon Scarlet I'm having a freaking blast with Kirby and the Forgotten Land I mean I can't praise that game enough I know a ton of y'all listening have not played this game and y'all need to go play this game for sure it's so fun Pocky and Rocky Reshrined cool game I was looking forward to definitely would recommend it it's cheap like I said Biggest disappointment for me this year had to be uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. And even saying that, it, it still got me to play 50, 60, 70 hours of that game. So, <laughs> it was terrible. Um, I played it for 100 couldn't have hours. Been, couldn't have been that big of a disappointment. But a couple of games I would love to pick up from this year. Nintendo Switch Sports. I don't know why I don't own that. Uh, Live Alive. 
definitely want to play both of those games at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, my new game room was not going to support Nintendo Switch Sports, though. I'm going to have to figure out a way to play that better. There's not, there's no room for that. Oh man, you can't move around and kick balls and whatnot. Exactly. Dang. Is there anything that you want to pick up from this year that you haven't yet? Um, definitely Dragon Quest Treasures. I've said that one. That one seems really fun. Um, I also want to pick up Nintendo Switch Sports just because I think it'd be fun to play with my friends. Um, mm-hmm. That's like a very that's like the definition of casual game <laughs> for casual gamers. Um, I do want to play Splatoon three eventually, but I am in no rush to pick it up or play it right now. Other than that, I really think it's it. I I bought a lot of games this year, and I need to slow it down. <laughs> I need to slow my roll. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Well, we also asked our listeners, what was your game of the year, and what was your favorite game that you played this year, whether it came out in 2022 or not? Um, I think only the second question was on Discord. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Discord always gets a bonus question sometimes. So, we can take turns. Um, you want to start us off with one or two? I will start from you Instagram. off. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these were ones that we mentioned, so that's awesome. So we got more gang at 2706 says, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga on, specifically on the Nintendo Switch. Nice. Didn't see mm-hmm. that coming. Mm-mm, me either. Daily Beating said to stay away from boring answers. So his real answers are Elden Ring for both questions. But <laughs> he said, I think a game I was really happy with that came out this year was Live Alive. The game looked and sounded great. Having the different standalone stories helped keep get, keep the game fresh and kept me excited to see what came next. And Very my nice. favorite non-2022 game would be Dark Souls Remastered, which he played through cooperatively for the first time. And... Um, yeah, heck of a good time, he said. Cool. So, my guy, Natoria7, said, First party, Xenoblade 3, heck yeah. Third party, Sonic Frontiers. Is there somebody who likes Sonic Frontiers? <laughs> a lot of people, I'm sure. Favorite release of the year from V. Capone, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, good choice. Favorite game that he played this year, Super Mario World. Classic, can't go wrong. Heck yeah. So we have F.E. Knuckle or Iron Knuckle and Ash R.B. <laughs> both said Elden Ring. Nice. Pyroclasm mm-hmm. also said Elden Ring to both questions. Wish I could play it again for the first time. That first blind playthrough was just so amazing. Heart emoji. Dude, heck yeah. <laughs> so Alejandro Morales 1104 says in Blade Chronicles 3. Heck yeah, that's two. Two for Xenoblade 3. You know, I literally did not play a single game of the year contender. And you did. I feel like this is uh, I did. very lopsided here. This is this is different than the average year. Heck yeah. Uh, Nadnerb. Sir Lumber said, probably an expected response, but both answers are God of War Ragnarok for me. He even went through the effort of putting the two dots above the O. What a guy. Despite how much I enjoyed Elden Ring, I am just such a huge fan of the God of War franchise and Ragnarok delivered in every way. Honorable mention to Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which was an incredible game, but didn't quite stick the landing on the story for me. Ah! (laughs) 
<laughs> Why'd you read that part? <laughs> All right. So we have chunkymonkey.exe says Splatoon 3. Heck yeah. Oh, that dude likes every single one of my stories on Instagram. Like, literally hits the heart icon. Me too. And I appreciate <laughs> it. So, so very much. I don't feel much. special anymore. Nope. Favorite game for Funtime Wallace? Uh, Live Alive. Very well remastered. And I wish the OG came out in America. And favorite game that he played this year was Omori. Which I'm pretty sure also came out in 2022. So that's kind of contradicting. But I'll take it. Alright. Then we have the <laughs> ultimate god XX97 said Harvestella. So, oh, wow. heck yeah. That's one vote for Harvestella. That's all the Discord responses, so you can keep going. Alright, I got three more. So we have Del Fox uh, DX says Sonic Frontiers, and so does 3RBAWY underscore 2004. So that's two more votes for Sonic Frontiers. Then we have Jordan Dutra Dutra43 underscore YT says Pokemon Legends Arceus. So pretty um, typical responses. Oh, wait, this one, this one's fun. So we have Super Mario Faker says Pentiment, which if you've never heard that one, I had to look that one up. It's a narrative adventure role-playing game set in Bavaria in the 16th century. The player, as the journeyman artist Andreas Mailer, I could be saying that wrong, investigates the murder of a prominent person for which his friend has been accused. So, very interesting. It says the game's art style is a mix of late medieval manuscripts, early print, and woodcuts at the transition from the late medieval to early modern art. So it's a very artsy game, it seems like. That's really cool. Yeah, that one was probably big enough we could have talked about it. I don't know why we didn't. Well, or maybe I've it didn't come to Switch. It. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, I don't know what consoles it's on. But yeah, very cool. Good stuff. Lots of Nintendo answers. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all for responding. We love that crap. Heck yeah. Um, So drop comments or whatever you do. I don't know if you're listening to this on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, but let us know what your favorite game of the year was. And yeah. Which ones we should play for sure. Oh yeah, let us know what to play. Um... Especially Hannah. She's always texting me wondering what to play, even though she starts 12 <laughs> games and doesn't finish any of them. That's not true. What game have I started that I haven't finished? Uh, you told me one in this stream, I mean in this podcast, and and I rounded up to 12. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Didn't finish <laughs> one, rounds to 12. I wish I could tell you what it was so you could go back and finish Was it Monarch? Oh, it could have been Monarch, but I uh, I don't know if that was this year or last year that I played the demo, mm. so don't know about that one. We would love to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, and uh, thank you for supporting us throughout 2022. Wait, 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 and Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. We are inclusive of all holidays here. Sorry about that. <laughs> um... Give us some feedback. Join the Discord. Chat with us wherever. We uh, we want to know what you guys want to see in 2023. We're having a blast doing this podcast for you every month. Anything you want to add? Uh, it's been super fun this year. I think we've covered a lot of things. I think um, in terms of just quality of our podcast, we've gotten way better. Um, our episodes are also super long. <laughs> so we have no problem doing two hours. But yeah, always leave comments or, in- or messages on Instagram. Always willing to talk. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys in the freaking new year. 
we could uh, talk about some some anniversary stuff. So last uh, month was our anniversary, and we posted a bunch of stuff on social media, but we got a whole 5,600 listens in total now, which is incredible. You guys are fantastic human beings. Um, I agree. That includes YouTube and everything else across our first 32 episodes. Spotify, Apple, all that. Um, but yeah, our, our Switch videos seem to be the most popular ones. And specifically the history of Kirby, we got 259 listens this month, or this year. Which was pretty sweet. It's probably more Dude, than I'm that so now. I'm so glad. That one was a lot. It was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot of stuff. But that was a lot of research. That was like a twenty-page document, not just notes. But that was really fun to make. Um, I guess if you think of another series that you want us to do, we'll totally do all the games and all the series and all the cool stuff about it. If you would like. Also, don't yeah. ever be afraid to like message us or comment under this video if you're watching on YouTube of podcast ideas that you think would be interesting. Please do. Yeah. Thank you all so much for hanging out. And we will see you in January. Happy New Year, guys. See you.